This is the Tough Questions podcast. Uh, it is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church, and we're just glad that you are here. So welcome aboard. This week, we're going to start a new journey. We're going to start a, a brand new series, and the series is titled Leaving Home. Now, this series is one that is kind of near and dear to my heart, and, and probably yours too. You know, at some point in our in our life, when we when we mature and we get into adulthood and all, we we make changes like this, and some of them are major changes, uh, like leaving home and what and and all the things that go along with that. Leaving home, as we know, can be uh, quite difficult. It can be a very challenging thing to go through. Lots of anxiety, lots of questions, lots of what the heck is going on here. You know, I remember the first time that I uh, moved out of uh, my home. I moved out of my parents' house. And, um, you know, I, I wanted to get myself all set up and do life on my own. And, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm spending money on things I never thought I would have to spend money on. Never thought I would be out buying dishwashing soap and, and wondering, you know, do I have enough quarters to do the laundry and, and those types of things. But, you know, it, it can be challenging, it can be difficult, and it can be expensive, that's for sure. I know that leaving home, sometimes um, we, we do this, especially early in life, on maybe short-term types of visits. You know, we make a visit to grandma and grandpa's, or we go away for a summer camp, you know, for three or four nights, or, or maybe it's just a long weekend somewhere with another family and, and friends. Uh, we leave home and do experience some of those anxieties in that fashion, too. But sometimes they, they get to be a little longer and they get to be almost permanent. You know, people go into the military and all of a sudden you have you know, a couple of years stint that you're going to be doing, traveling around and going basically where the military says for you to go. I have a friend of mine that uh, uh, is into mission work, and uh, this individual, you know, took a, a mission trip uh, over in Peru, and next thing you know, it turns out to be a three-year stint. So, you know, sometimes when we leave home, we, we just don't know how long it's going to last. It can be an emotional time. Sometimes when we leave home, it's all of a sudden. And there wasn't a whole lot of preparation for it. There wasn't a whole lot of thinking it through. Sometime when we leave home, it, it, maybe it had been long expected, and we knew it was coming, and we knew, and we could prepare, and it was just a little bit easier than, than having it sprung on us all of a sudden. Sometimes leaving home under adverse conditions uh, can create tremendous anxieties. Now, I've been a prison chaplain in my life, and I know what it's like for an individual. Uh, maybe they ended up there on their own accord, but, but still, I know what it's like for an individual to be, to be taken out of a, of a normal life, so to speak, and put into a jail cell without a whole lot of hope ahead of them. Uh, that type of leaving home can be extremely, extremely devastating. So I'm thinking about all this stuff and all these anxieties and challenges to leaving and, 
And one of my favorite scriptures pops to mind, and it comes out of the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29, 11. And this is what it says. It says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you uh, and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and to give you a future. Oh, wait a minute. I'm thinking about all these anxieties and, and you know, moving and, and, you know, leaving home and, and suddenly sometimes and not even by our own choice. And, and how, how does that fit into what God is telling us here about, hey, I've got your back. I've got, you know, all these wonderful plans uh, for your life that I'm going to share with you. And my plans for you are all good, and, and you're just going to be blessed. You're going to be so grateful, you know, that uh, all of these plans came to fruition. Well, how many of you remember the story of Moses? Of course, I can't see your hands, but, you know, I want to read something to you and kind of describe what's going on in this story about Moses. Now, a lot of us have seen, you know, some of the... the um, movies that Hollywood has produced about Moses and parting the Red Sea and all of those things. But this comes out of the book of Exodus in the beginning of the Bible, uh, Exodus chapter 2, and it starts at verse 11. And it says, one day after Moses had grown up, he went out to see uh, where his own people were, and he watched them in their hard labor. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, which was one of his own people. Looking this way and that way, and seeing no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. Now, today we would probably call that premeditated. The next day he went out and he saw two Hebrews fighting, and he asked the one that was in the wrong, he said, why are you hitting on your fellow Hebrew? Well, the man re replied to him, he says, well, who made you judge and ruler over us? Are you thinking about killing me like you killed the Hebrew yesterday? Well, Moses uh, became extremely afraid, and he thought, what I did yesterday must have been known. Somebody must have saw me. Well, then when the Pharaoh of Egypt heard that Moses had killed one of the Egyptians, Moses had to leave in a hurry, because now Pharaoh was going to kill him. So here's the situation. Moses was living in Egypt. Uh, the story goes that uh, you know, Pharaoh was killing the uh, Egyptian males, or the, I'm sorry, the uh, Israelite males, uh, because uh, he was trying to get rid of the, the Savior that had been born into the world. Well, Moses' mother uh, puts Moses in this river, and Pharaoh's daughter finds him in a little basket, and she she decides that she's going to raise this child as her own. So she takes the child, and she's going to raise him as her own, and 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 all of those things. And 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 Moses enjoyed a wonderful, rich, very prosperous, uh, just a great life there in Egypt as being um, a nephew to the Pharaoh of Egypt. You know, this was, this was an awesome life that he had fallen into. But all of a sudden, due to circumstances and due to choices of his own, he had to split. He had to leave in a hurry. And he traveled hundreds and hundreds of miles to a place known as Midian. 
And all of a sudden, once you get this picture, all of a sudden Moses leaves all of these wonders of Egypt in a hurry, fearing for his life, and he has to travel hundreds and hundreds of miles just to get to this place called Midian so he can, he can spend the next 40 years, listen to what I'm saying, the next 40 years getting himself a new life, setting up a new life. You know, my old life was gone. I, I lost that. I had to run away from it uh, just to save my soul. And now I'm in Midian and I'm going to set up a new life. And it took him 40 years. For Moses to leave home, it cost him absolutely everything. Absolutely everything. He had nothing that he could take with him. He didn't have money. He didn't have status. He, he didn't want to be well known. Uh, he, he had nothing. It cost him absolutely everything. Self-preservation. The man had no future. I want you to see in this story a couple of different things. First of all, God allowed these things to take place. God allowed it to take place. You know, so many of us, uh, as we, we become, you know, newfound Christians, we believe that, well, once I start to trust in God and trust in Christ, you know, my life is going to be a rose garden. It's all going to be wonderful. Well, that's not what he says. That's not the deal. You know, God is, is here to reestablish a relationship with you and I so that you and I can go back to the kingdom of heaven one of these days. That's, that's the goal. So God allows these things to take place to, to let his overall plan come to fruition. So he allows these things to take place in Moses' life. He allows these horrible circumstances to take place, the death of another man and you know, Moses going and traveling and spending 40 years setting up a new life and, and all of that. And he does that because he is using these natural things in, in the world, in the physical world, as a way to let his overall plan be accomplished. Now, you and I, in many respects today, with this COVID pandemic and so forth, are actually leaving our home too. You know, when you leave home, it's, it's the difficult part is, you know, home is a place of familiarity. It's a place of security. It's a place where I know, you know, what's around the corner. I know what to expect, you know, morning, noon, and night, and all of those types of things. Well, in a sense, right now with this pandemic, as, a, as the Christian body, as the, as the Christian church, um, we need, we need to realize that things have changed. Things have absolutely changed overnight. And we're no longer in this place of normalcy that we used to be in. We've actually had to leave home emotionally, in some cases physically, because we can't go into the buildings anymore. And it's just one of those things that kind of parallels the experience that, that Moses had. Because right now, the outlook is bleak and it's uncertain. And it was the same way for Moses during that. Moses spent, like I said earlier, 40 years, 40 years setting himself up with a new life and a new family. One of the things that I want you to walk away with today that Moses um, 
he had to do in the midst of all this. It was not just the physical leaving part. It wasn't just the emotional part and everything. But Moses had to embrace change. He had to. You know, he could have pouted and he could have been, you know, woe is me and I'm, you know, so mistreated and, you know, God, you're just, you know, you're not helping me out here and all. He could have just had the old pity party, but he didn't. Moses, even though he was under tremendous duress, he still realized that he had to accept the change. He had to accept his new um, conditions that he was living in, or, and, and he had to make the best of it. We have to do the same thing in this COVID Christian world. You know, as the Christian church, I, I might not be able to meet and to worship and to sing and all of the things that we're used to doing, but that doesn't mean that it has to stop. It simply means that we have to adapt. And it's no different than the way we adapt in other aspects of our life, other areas of our life. Things change, jobs change, positions change, uh, you know, health changes, and, and you adapt. You, but you have to accept those changes. You have to accept the fact that they're not going away. They're not going away. In this story about Moses, I want you to see also that notice he did not sit down and decide, well, you know, I'm going to figure out a way to get back into Egypt. You know, I'll figure out a way to justify my actions to Pharaoh so he won't want to kill me anymore. And then I can reestablish myself there, you know, as uh, the Pharaoh's nephew and, and on and on and on and on. He didn't do that. He simply accepted the change. Uh, the different things that were taking place in his life for what they were. And he knew that he had to work with them. He had to work with them. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in the future. A lot of people in the church today and I'm talking not just about my church here. I'm talking about the Christian church uh, in the United States as well as worldwide. A lot of people are very uncomfortable with the changes that are taking place because of the pandemic. Well, you know what? It's to be expected. And what makes all the difference in the world is what we do with it. Not, not, how, we, not, not how we despise it or we, we feel sorry for ourselves because of it or or it's not because you know, we're working against it or anything. It's because as a Christian, I have a tremendous amount of hope in my life, regardless of what things this world or this life throws at me. It doesn't make any difference. It really doesn't. God has promised to me that there is a bright future, and I either have to choose to accept that or choose to doubt it. It's one or the other. It's totally one or the other. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, my Christian walk and my Christian faith have not always been good. You know, I'm, a, I'm one of those guys that doubts. I'm one of those guys that likes to see the proof. You know, I'm one of those guys that questions things a lot. But I've come to the realization that I believe that God is God and that God is good. And that everything that he has told us, uh, he means. 
So I want to encourage you to kind of think about that, ponder that. Think about the story of Moses this week. Uh, if you want to read it in Exodus, go and start with chapter 2 and, and just see how God worked through these tremendous changes that Moses had to go through. I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, spread the news, spread the uh, podcast information, and um, we will see you again next week. Thanks, and God bless.